I think so. Oh, yeah. We were singing that song on the way to uh, my daughter's college this weekend. There you are. Oh, I love that. They don't make songs like that anymore. Eh, they kind of do. Which, which song? I'm, I'm... Uh, All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it starts off like something, and then it turns into something else by the time you're done listening to it. And like out of nowhere, there's like horns and people talking in tongues and whatever the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's the one. I remember that one from my, you know, satanic days. Oh, oh, oh. all night. All right, so uh, I'm going to go do a thing. And then we're going to talk about you, stuff. Uh, thing, you do that. Thing, and then we're going to end thing, the show. Thing. Wait, what? Thing. Oh, yeah, that's what, what we need. Why, why is it taking us almost 120 episodes to get to the, the chanting for it? I feel the, robbed. The cheering right. and chanting? Yeah. Who knew this was a possibility? Jeez. Anyway. Are, are you going to chant again? Or? <laughs> no, I kind of need <laughs> No, now you've ruined the fun for me. So just once you tuck a baby into bed, that's just what they want. (laughs) Now I'm stuck here. Anyway, all right, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to maybe I've said too much. The must-see audio show of the internet. My name's Mike, and I'll be your host as we. I don't know. We're doing something tonight. It's gonna be kind of fun. So we're glad you're here, and I'm glad I'm joined as always by my good friends. Joel Crawford, the missing digit woodshop, makersbits.com, whatever the hell else you got going on, Maker Fair, Atlanta, I don't know, whatever you're into. And uh, we've got Mr. Izzy Swan of the IzzySwan.com universe. Uh, you can, uh, makers, including Makers Playground. Ooh, look what he did there. I had to bring my IzzySwan.com thing back. I just missed it. That's cool. That yeah, that was, that was slick. It, it flows yeah. off the tongue. It, well, yeah, it it flows a lot nicer than Maker's Playground. No, no. No, Maker's Playground flows, but if you put those two together, they don't. I don't know. It's mm. kind of like peanut butters and mayonnaise. They don't really. I mean, I just want to it, you on my well, tongue. They, however, that is <laughs> is what I'm looking. It's for. gonna be one of those nights. <laughs> I I haven't had a drink since our last show. Somebody's I'm, sober. I'm not drinking until we get to Hickory, North Carolina. Oh, and what's happening in Hickory, North Carolina? Uh, apples. Extravaganza. The king's eating a lot of apples. Extravaganza. Uh, yes. Something else Sorry. is happening there too. Something creepy. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm actually looking forward to that part of it. And so I am too. Yeah. We finally got around to videoing the last bit of it, walking all up and down the street and around the yard and everything, and. <laughs> Does it look good? Were you, are you going to be editing a video after this? I started earlier. It's, this one's going to take me a while to edit because I got a lot of I have two weeks of footage to sort through, and I want to go through and really dial in my talking points and mm. make sure it's on point. Not one of the videos I normally slap together in an hour or two and throw out there. No. <laughs> Excuse me. Also, the uh, people in the comments have noticed I'm not wearing a shirt tonight, so I apologize. Um, I went for a two-mile run before we started this uh, show. Right before, so I did too, there, Mike. There is no shirt. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I, don't know I shirt. did, and uh, it was. Fa- I'm sorry. Did you say run? Uh yes. My bad. I thought you said donuts. Yeah, same thing. Sorry. It's um, it's just me being me and stuff. So, but uh, yeah. What you guys been up to? Let me, uh, Joel. Tell me uh, what's on your bench. What have you made into a guitar recently? 
Uh, I have. I, uh, I listen to those other guys' shows too much. I gotta. We gotta find yeah, our own you thing. Um, I. You know, I got nothing. We we worked our this, ass off this week, and on? we had lots of lots of orders to fulfill for Maker Bits, and um, we got in uh, almost uh, nothing else done. Pretty much that was the the whole week. We we were recovering from uh, Maker Fair, and that was good. And, uh, the rest of the week was a blur. I, I honestly couldn't tell you if there's anything, I think I cleaned out the, like the pool filter once, like that was a thing. And I'm pretty sure that we had coffee at some point. Like that was, that was the week pretty much. Hmm. I, normally well, I'm, it's, I'm really it's gonna much have more to exciting around here. Yeah, I'm really I know I'm work to earn this week, aren't I? Like this, yeah. <laughs> this, this show is going to take a lot of energy, there's, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna go oh, grab a, really, I'm gonna go I'm, grab I'm, a whiskey. I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. So uh by the way, uh if you guys when you guys are listening to this, we're gonna have the raffle uh available uh for Tony's uh well let's go, get to Izzy. We'll get we'll get I have two things that we we, we did the shirt. Well, I mean it's your turn. And, let's 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 just do because this is also something you did this week. So let's Well, just, so so there's two things we did. Through. We did our our uh famous um maker shirt that we do well this will be the third one for third year and uh all the entries are in for the logos which is awesome uh those are bought and done and we will be putting the design team together thank you very much al over at uh uh pulls with pulls podcast and uh um, they still do a podcast my understanding that somebody somewhere listens to it hmm, uh but uh but the uh the other thing is um with tony's plane is we're going to be doing a raffle for it it's going to be 10 bucks a ticket and uh we're going to put it up on the um mistum website so maybe i said too much.com and 10 bucks will get you in you're going to own your very own uh rouleau signature plane and uh, those proceeds are going to go to uh, charity. And the charity will be announced somewhere in the middle of that. But we're going to run that for 30 days. And we'll remind you here and other places uh, where that is. And uh, we're, not gonna, we're not holding anything back on this one. We're just going to just whatever the cost of the plane is and then everything else gets and the, and the credit card processing and everything else just gets donated. So we don't we don't actually care about local laws or international laws. You just if if you win it, then great, you're gonna get it. And so anybody in the world can participate. It's ten American dollars, and uh, <laughs> great, go at it. How are so the winners, basically, how's the winners being chosen? Just random random generator drawing. Yeah, we're just yeah. we're gonna put everybody into a uh, Excel sheet, and uh, we'll probably be able to throw. I'm sure throw a few more prizes in the mix as the month goes along. But basically, it's gonna the drawing's gonna be uh, Mike. You should do uh, one of your sweaty shirts, like after a run. Oh, that would be exciting! Hello, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? Somebody puts their ten dollars in, and they're like, "Oh no, no, I didn't want the plane. Can you? Can I get the shirt?" <laughs> hey, the plane's nice and all, but yeah, uh, yeah exactly that hermetically sealed uh, the tank top of Mike's. I was just wondering, right? So, does it, so this will the be deodorant stains. Can I get that? The famous famous rouleau uh bench plane made from uh steel and brass it's all like it's like together. having metal sex in your hand is basically it is. 
It is. It's, yeah. This is a tool that you will will outlive you and anybody else that you happen to spawn uh, with your own DNA. So, um, so yeah, exciting news. We're gonna we're gonna put that up there. And if you couldn't afford the original and understandable, or if you didn't want to wait the two year backlog for Tony's <laughs> amazing work, um, you can for ten dollars win yourself one. Uh, assuming that you're the name chosen, but it's worth 10 bucks. If worse comes to worse, uh, you know, your money helps a kid or a family or somebody we'll, f- we'll find something. STEM By the way, we are eligible something. to play. And, uh, if one of us wins, we're just going <laughs> to pick a name and give it to that person. So are we going to, are we going to be, are we going to make ourselves? I mean, I'm, I'm avoiding any international <clears throat> laws or state laws doing this anyway are we just well here's the thing if we use like you know we can videotape the whole random drawing i can actually i can i can write a code that does that pretty simply um so we could do a screen capture yeah if there's no there's no impropriety in in that and then uh you know if i win then i'll just pick somebody to give it to and i'll be a real dick about it (laughs) right so i mean if i don't keep it then it's not really cheating because you know yeah you're gonna give it to your wife no, I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to somebody that's already got like three of them. <laughs> so, yeah, that might be cool. But so um, we'll we'll have that on the so website in this coming week. So check back. Maybe uh, I've said too much. Dot com. There's a whole uh, there's a litany of things up there at this point. You can order shirts. You can do uh, all the stuffs, right? I mean, all the things. Said, well, we not to mention you have a t- ton of maker links minute. up there too. You said litany. Is that a good word? That's uh, a great word. Right? Yeah. Plethora. So, yeah. Can we say a plethora maybe, of things? Mm, not yet. Mm. But yeah, maybe I've said too much.com. Check out the site. There's uh the tons of shit on there. Yeah, the Maker Link site, um I, I we haven't really promoted that in a while, but there is a lot of people with their content on there. Like a lot. So uh and I know some people have added their name to the add me list, and I'm pretty sure I haven't got to that. So sorry. <laughs> I'll have to go back in there and check that at some point this week. So if you've been waiting to be added to that, uh, this week is probably your week. But uh, don't don't stick around there. Check out the uh, the front page. Did you add all this stuff to the front page, by the way, or do I need to go in and do that? You're going to need to do that. Okay. On it. Uh, also, the shirt. While you may not be able to get your own logo on the shirt, you are certainly welcome to buy a shirt. They will be up for purchase as, uh, as shirts in the pre-order time. Uh, but once we get the design finalized and sent off to the printer, we are just buying the amount we need to fulfill the order. So if you want a shirt now is your time. Yes. You got my request for the, uh, the 19, right? Or I how did. Many did. I asked for it's, it was 19. Yes. 19. I mean, that's what I'm billing your credit card, whether you get 19 yeah, or not. So I'll, uh, I'll square up with you with apples when we get to Hickory. <laughs> so, 19 but, shirts. Uh, yeah. You go through. I run in them. I run in them. (laughs) He's a lot of people on eBay looking for and then give them away for charity. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, I need, uh, I need, I needed this, and I need a couple in women's. (laughs) Don't judge me. (laughs) So fair enough. Well, we'll so Izzy, what you been doing besides making creepy shit that's gonna crawl all over Hickory? Nothing. All right. Just been making creepy stuff that's gonna crawl all over Hickory. Well, so uh, why don't you do? Do you feel like explaining that to the people who, for whatever reason, aren't on Maker's Playground or follow your Instagram stories? Yeah, in fact, if you've been waiting for a reason to go check out Maker's Playground, now would be a good time because I actually posted a video of it walking over on Maker's Playground, which I will not. Oh, do you think else. I knew that? 
won't post it anywhere else until the video's up. So <clears throat> I already downloaded that and put it on Facebook. And so Maker's Playground gets all the <laughs> special people. Gets all the special content. Special content. Yeah, you may um, want to stay away from the special people part. Yeah. Wait, what's I wrote the they, short bus. What's wrong with that? They get that too. Um, yeah, so build we built the second um I say we I built the second um centipede robot this um huh. again and uh re engineered it and I wanted it to go faster. That was my the reason I didn't finish the other one because it would not be fast enough for me. Um <laughs> so I wanted the, you know how they move, they, they bustle along that, that the metachloric wave that they have is, it's, um, I wanted it to be like that. So, um, so I did and it works amazing. <laughs> it just freaked my kids out the first time everybody they're like, jeez. So, yep, it worked and it's been in a, nothing but a great success. I had it, uh, got all the batteries charged up and we literally walked from, um, from the shop here, down around the house, down the street, up to the stop sign, back and in back into the shop without having to change any of the batteries. Mm. Um, Do you think I'll be able to lay on it when we get to Hickory? No, no, it's not designed Damn for it. weight. It's designed. Yeah, for but I'll be, only. I'll probably be in twenty pounds lighter by then. But um, no, <laughs> you can't. Wait. I would, I would even let JJ on it. JJ asked, he was like, "Can I get on it?" I'm like, "No." Well, so I won't be we did. I always expect I get there unless a terrible accident with, happens. With projects like this, you know, there's you know, in the last one there was well over 400 parts. I redesigned this one so it has on just not anywhere near as many like 280 parts. Um, that's a, that's a lot. There's always a concern that uh, you know failure points where and there's specific things that you look for that I was looking for. And I always know, like when I put this thing together and I first get it going, I always know that there's going to be two or three things I have to tweak, beef up, fix, whatever. And what was really cool about this project is even though we had, you know, <laughs> we had 12, 12 different legs, all these different rotational inertias and, and pressures and weird stuff just happening all over the place. Um, the only thing that happened is I forgot to put the screws in the bottom of one of the sections. So it kind of came out when the legs fell off. I was like, oh, wait, we might want to put screws in there. And then uh, we had one leg when we put it in high gear. When we put this thing in high gear, it boogies and it looks freaky. And um, there's a lot of slap, like when the leg hits the ground. And I know we broke one of the ball joints off. So I replaced that. And I made a, I made spare parts for this thing because I was you know, thinking ahead. And um, other than those two very minor things, which took like seconds to 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 fix this thing is just performing like a dream and just mm. it's after spending you know building it twice spending almost two weeks on the project seeing it actually do what it was supposed to was just absolutely was like now is this thing coming to clingspore this thing is being given away at the extravaganza yeah this is our giveaway so, so somebody's I, Joel, somebody make, gets to put this in their front yard at halloween and scare the crap out of everybody that comes trick-or-treating joel you make banners right i do so I think we should uh, design a banner. Get Izzy to give us a, a picture of this thing and incorporate it in with a banner this year. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably do that. I could. Uh, if you need me to design it, just let me know. I just uh, I think Izzy get a picture of this up and. Are you we'll painting it, it at all? Or are you putting like like purple and orange on it or something? Nothing? Not this one. This one is going to stay wood. Oh, I'm going to make a larger version of this. Um, 
We'll see when. It depends on, you know, what kind of response I get from the content. If somebody asks me to build another one to be on a show or something, I'll build another one immediately, which will get painted all up. But otherwise, it's just going to, I'm going to leave this one wood. I'm out of time. I still have to do the bowling ball jig to demonstrate it at the Hickory, North Carolina. I'd like to do another walking machine that can handle the weight of <clears throat> me. Um, <laughs> and I got, what, two and a half weeks left? So... Um, I'm, I'm, I got a lot of content to get done and, uh, I'm started on the carousel. I'm building a carousel for my kids, like a four, like a proper carousel. So hmm. I started designing that. I've got my, got my hands for you. Sounds like, uh, I may have to plan a trip down to Greenville. <laughs> yeah. I want to do, you guys tell me what you think. I think this would be cool. I know it's a wood show and we're woodworkers, but I love mechanics. I love the mechanical aspect of like tools and things that we do. Um, you know, I, I want to do like, um, like a mechanical board, you know, with the gears turning and a Whitworth device and a Scottish yoke and, you know, different interactions of different mechanisms for kids. So they can just like walk up and then grab a thing and turn it and see what happens. You know, I thought that would be really cool to bring something like that to the show where people could just walk up and say, what happens if I turn this gear, you know, or what happens when I turn this one? But, um, that's a couple. Don't put your penis in it, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Big sign at the top. Don't stick your finger in it. Yeah. That's, that's, um, I didn't uh, say finger. Yeah, I know, but that's what I said. (laughs) Cause I'm not saying the other thing. I know, I know. Someone's got to be naughty. So anyway, I am thinking that's kind of what I want to do. Hmm. If I can find an extra day or two to plan that out, design it up, and get it all cut out and looking somewhat pretty. Yeah. Well, I this week I went to um, my daughter. They had family week up at my daughter's college, and uh, they had the homecoming football game and all that stuff going on up there, so... We went up and uh, hung out and took a trip up there. It's a couple hours away, so we took a trip trip up, trip back, uh, all in the same day. Saw football, saw college kids. College kids, I can't tell if they're weird or I am, but one of those has got to be true. So I don't know which yes. one it is. It could yes. be true. Yeah, two things can be true at the same time. Um, but uh, I started thinking, and I actually was, I was, uh, I thought the uh, might make for an interesting topic for our show. My daughter looks for advice now. Uh, at this age, you know, and I've always given kids advice and sometimes you're just sort of talking to yourself and being an asshole. But, um, with my daughter, she's like, she's gotten to the point where she's actually sort of actively looking for, Hey, what do I do in these situations type of thing? And I was like, you know, some of the stuff I tell my kids is really, I mean, it, I, it, obviously I'm biased cause I'm saying it, but I've heard most of the shit that I tell them from other people. So I don't take credit for it, but um, I just kind of, it, it, it made sense to me to think, you know, there's, there's just, it, it would be cool if I took some of this advice and sort of applied it to myself more so than I'm doing, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, I thought, you know, would be, uh, an interesting topic for our show is just the things you tell your kids, because I think as adults, sometimes it, it it's nice to be reminded, like, cause the mind of a child is so like open with possibility and there's, they're not kind of, you know, stuck in this rhythm of life. They, you know, they, they, the way they move is different. The way they, you know, do everything is different. And there's just all the stuff they haven't done yet. And, you know, there's more new for them. And, um, 
it, it, it like there's just parts of me that sort of miss the excitement of you know not knowing what tomorrow is going to be like you know what i mean so and i just thought that, that might make for an interesting conversation here because um you know it's uh, it, it, it i wish that somebody would tell me these things from time to time you know what i mean so yeah yes but i wish i would have listened to the people that gave me advice yeah well that's the other side too you know it's uh <laughs> but like it's a um like and even little things like my daughter um my grandmother wouldn't she didn't like the word buy you didn't say goodbye to anybody. So we always used the word later. That was our term. So because bye was sort of, you know, that's there's there's something very permanent about that. And she didn't like the mentality or sort of the feeling that you got from doing that. So I don't say bye to people. I say later. And I get made fun of because, you know, later is kind of a douchebag thing to say. But like later, with, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's associated with is like you get this kind of, you know, hey, man, later. You know, it's like, like you're in that Days and Confused movie with Matthew McConaughey. You're like, it'd be a lot cooler if you did, you know, but it's like, um, but just like little things like that. I, my family, we don't say bye to each other ever. Um, it's always later. And, you know, people think I'm ridiculous when I do stuff like that. But just the the mentality of that is kind of, I think, refreshing. It's you're not, you know, you're planning to see you again. I'm not planning to never see you again is kind of you know, the the mindset. But one of the things that I tell my kids, you tell me if you guys think this is good advice, but I always tell my children, like, cause you know, my, my oldest is 18 now and, and you know, she's at the, we tell them, Hey, now that you're 18 years old, uh, I need you to plan out the rest of your life. Like, tell me what you want to do. Tell me what you want to be. Um, and one of the things I always tell my kids is, you know, don't take any of that stuff too seriously because I mean, I've, I'm 45 this year and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Like I, I have, and, and the funny part is, is like, I can be whatever the hell I want. Like I, I have a career and a thing I do, but like I can wake up tomorrow and do something completely different. There's absolutely nothing keeping me on this trajectory or, you know, doing the thing I'm doing right now. Right. So it's like, and, and that's the, the thing that I try to tell my kids is like 10 years from now, you have no idea what your life is going to be like. I mean, imagine going back five years ago and trying to explain who you are to you five years from, you know, five years ago. Like, you just wouldn't be able to do it. It wouldn't make sense to that person, right? Or if you got kids, imagine trying to accurately predict what your children are going to be like five years from now. <clears throat> like, you just can't see it. You know, your your mind doesn't get there. I mean, I got, if you, if five years ago, I couldn't tell you what my kids would be doing right now. I couldn't tell you who they are. And it's, you know, and I've watched them grow up their whole life and it makes complete sense that they are the people they are. Um, but five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to say, hey, you know, my oldest daughter's in college and, you know, this is a career path she's taking and you know, here's my two youngest kids and this is what they're doing. I mean, you, you see kind of glints of it, but not really, right? I mean, <laughs> it's it's really hard to know what the future is going to hold. And, and that's the thing I try to explain to my children, like, don't hold on to that stuff so hard. Like, if especially, you know, being this age, if you pick, make the wrong choices and you do the wrong things, like you got plenty of time to recover from that shit. Plenty of time. Like, you know, that's the, uh, I like to, I, I, I was joking, you know, I, I used to post this on, um, Facebook from time to time. And I've said it on the show before is Samuel L. Jackson is the top grossing actor of all time. He's been in more movies that have made more money than any other human being that's ever lived before and probably after him. And, and he didn't, and he didn't start acting until he was 45. Like he's my age after fighting like, you know, drug abuse and everything his entire life. Like he was, you know, in rehab for cocaine and all this other stuff. Um, which, I mean, why would you want to get off that? Right, Joel? Right? Right? Well, <laughs> but, we're working on it. Don't, don't press it. 
<laughs> don't judge. But um, but yeah, the guy like he's one of the most successful actors that's ever existed, and he didn't start doing it until he was forty five years old. Like that's ridiculous. Like imagine me just all of a sudden getting up and going to acting, and like in thirty, you know, twenty years, I'm the most successful person that's ever done it. That's staggering. Now I'm nowhere near as cool as he is, <laughs> so not even close. But you know that that. Uh, that type of advice I give my kids is like, you know, just don't, don't take things too seriously. You know, it, it's, and, and, and I think even as adults, like we really need to kind of be plugged into that a little bit is, you know, I mean, there's things you have to take seriously. Like you got to be an adult and there's things you got to do, but Boy. you know, uh, well, you're talking to the wrong guy, dude. I, I laugh at the word duty. Like it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I got yelled at for that this weekend because my daughter said the word duty to my wife and I started laughing hysterically. And she's like, don't say that. That's gross. Stop it. She's like, you know, yelling at me, like, don't encourage her. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, that's what makes it awesome. Like this is the word duty is hilarious. I don't know why it is. It just is. There's like the 12 year old in me just comes out and I start giggling like a child. So yeah. Don't, uh, if you're looking at me for adulting, you're looking in the wrong place. Right. Do you, uh, do you have advice that's like standardized? Like, like, because, because my advice is like, because people I'll, I'll ask oftentimes, like if a server or something, they'll be like, we're in, I'm in college. And I'm like, great. What are you majoring in this year? And they look at me and I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to change, but that's mm-hmm. cool. What are you into now? You know, kind of a thing because, mm-hmm. because I've. I figured out that the question, what do you want to be when you grow up is a ridiculous question. And it's, it's, it's more like, um, I have no, I have no idea why I'm doing what I'm doing now. What I'm doing now works, uh, and it's fun and it's something I enjoy. If tomorrow it was not those things, if it did not work, if it's not something I'm going to enjoy, then I would be doing something different, right? So, so yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I don't have better advice than, you know, keep, keep it easy, kid. You know, it's, it's, things are going to change. The world's going to evolve and, and you may find out that your lifelong passion for accounting isn't going to fulfill your every desire. Does anyone have a lifelong passion? for? Yes, there are. There are absolutely people. That Those are do. not people I hang out with regularly. <laughs> They're typically I'm just not letting people. you know. Right. If you woke but, up this but, morning thinking about accounting, we don't have a date this weekend. <laughs> just right. letting you know. <laughs> no offense. I mean, we need accountants, but yeah, that's if you're like, if you woke yeah, up today certain, thinking about debit certain, columns, I'm, we're not on the same page. You're, uh, you're going to have to bear a burden. There's no, <laughs> there's no way around that. Not, not all. Not all super people can, uh, you know, hang with, with the rest, Mm. but, but you see, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like, like there's a, there's a point where, where the advice, there are some cross platform advice, you know, there are things like, you know, treat people like you'd like to be treated, you know, watch out for who you're stepping on because you never know where they're going to be in life and they might be above you in whatever your chosen profession is. You know, there are easy things to set some ground rules, but on specific advice, like, you know, what, 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 I mean, it's easy enough to say, do the things that you're passionate about, but to be honest with you, I, I there's nobody I know that's the same person from year to year that are passionate about the same things. They may cycle around a little bit, but, 
but they they are they have other sets of passions. Maybe Izzy Izzy might be the the one guy that has always thought woodworking was the no. most amazing thing. And and I'm pigeonholed myself into this whole woodworking thing. I am not really a woodworker. I'm a fabricator. That's what I have always considered myself as because I fabricate in all kinds of different mediums. It just happens to be woodworking is wood is a super easy medium to use. So that's what I do most of. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. For sure. Yeah. Well, this is one mean, of my favorite I, I examples mean, of like the thing I tell my don't don't the, the whole pursue the thing you love is I, it's it's bad advice. Right. Because. The thing that you love, um, you knowledge makes you love things, right? If you understand something and you know how to do things, you you automatically create yourself a, a passion for things, right? So, like Izzy is, you know, furniture making and all this stuff is his passion isn't furniture making and woodworking and fabricating. His passion is how does this goddamn thing work, right? Like that's that Izzy looks at a at a, at a three year old's toy and he goes. I could build a life-size version of this. How does it work? You know what I mean? Like that's his, that, that quest for knowledge is what shapes all of his activities. You know what I'm saying? So, or, and, and, and I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Izzy, can you please tell me the motion that a, uh, multi-leg creature, what's that called? The technical term? Metacoronal wave. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. And that's, that's both in centipedes and millipedes. Anything that has more than six legs. Fair enough. But see, that's what I mean. Like, if you, like you, Joel, for what you do, like, you know, your knowledge of, of CNCs, woodworking, sort of all these, these sort of um, micro specialties, right? And, and I'm not trying to pigeonhole you into those no, things, but like, those true. are things that you have built up a knowledge base over. And now they're things you love because you understand them, right? You know how the accesses work. You understand, you know, just all these little sort of minute things, right? It's like, you know, take our good friend, Andy. Um, Mr. Berkey, he's got like, he's got a knowledge of all kinds of shit that just doesn't make sense why he would know these things. Right. But he's the guy that knows this stuff and it's fun to him. It's just, it's a, it's sort of a passion based mindset and it's not necessarily that he's doing the thing he loves. He can, can love the thing he does because he's taken the time to invest in it and, and the knowledge of that he's good at it, that he's, you know, able to um, work through problems as they come up, you know, that, that he's, he's can, he can think on his feet in this medium is what makes him love what he does. Right. And so, and that's when I tell my kids, it's not really, you know, don't, don't pursue the thing you love. Like my oldest daughter, she wants to be an architect in, and deal in interior design. And she's wanted that since she was two years old. She's, it, that has just been since the, t the, the minute she could pick up things and play with them on her own, it was Lego houses. It was, you know, she's drawing things and, you know, hey, daddy, put this on the wall over here and, you know, all this stuff. It's just that is built into her and that's the thing that she wants to pursue, right? But then, like, my middle daughter, she doesn't have that. There's no thing for her. She doesn't have something that grabs her that, you know, this is the thing she wants to do. And my advice to her is, you know, look, at, find something that you want to go try and then figure it out. And then if it, you know, if it feels like if you find a passion in the pursuit of knowledge, that's the thing you're going to love. Now, I don't know what that is, but you know, like for what I do for a living, I, I'm really good at it because I know a lot about it. You know, and I, I know all the rules and the guidelines and the exceptions and the, you know, all the stuff I can get away with and the things you can't do. Right. And that's, 
that's one of the reasons that I enjoy my job. Like all the jobs I've always hated were jobs that I either didn't have enough control over the final output because I didn't understand the processes and all that stuff. The knowledge gap is where that frustration and anger and everything comes from for me. So that's always been my advice to my children. Don't don't worry about finding the thing, you know, don't go do the thing you love, but let, find something that you enjoy the pursuit of the knowledge of that thing. You know what I mean? Like that is, to me, I think you get a lot, you get a lot further on that. Now, I've been wrong before, but you know, and the worst part is, is I'm experimenting on three people that eventually have to <laughs> figure this shit out on their own. <laughs> so. Being a parent is kind of one of those fun experiments. Yeah. Well, they don't come with instructions and, you know, I mean, I was, my parents weren't great. So I'm mean, like, what do I know? I, hey, don't do that. I know, you know, maybe also, don't treat my children. I'd like to make one slight announcement. Stop blaming the parents for everything. These, or these, don't. In, well, no, no, no. In every, every a local news article where a kid has done something and everybody's like, well, those parents should have been better at being parents. And you're probably right. They could have been better at being parents, but you know what? Those kids also like they have their own thing. Like, like you can only do so much and they, that's they true. And that's a separate tangent. However, if you know myself and my wife, you would be very surprised if we had shitty kids. Like, it, you know, it's, it's now at the same time, like my parents were pretty bad parents and yet they had three good kids. So, you know, that, well, see, the, see, that's the, right. The, right. Like the example the, talks certain, itself out of it, but right. There's a certain point where I had great parents. I mean, they really were, they were fantastic kids and I did some stupid stuff when I was a kid and I, I did some stupid stuff as a young adult. But, but eventually I did some stupid stuff like four hours ago, right? Four hours ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> randomly started running down the street. Like a bear yes. was chasing you. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, there, there are just certain things that, you know, anyway, odd tangent, stop, just stop blaming damn parents. <laughs> well, now that you're a parent, you want, you want quarter. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. I just like a certain point, you'd just be like, all right, that, that person made their own decisions. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah, I you know, so. I speaking from that, I have seven kids and I can tell you that I have um I love them all. Uh but I have some that have done amazingly well with their um schooling and and their um choices in life and I have others uh, one other in particular that did not. You know, and it's just you do the best you can. Now granted his situation was different than most of the rest of the kids, but it's still I think it does situations do play a lot or environmental influences do play a lot in the shaping and forming of a child. But ultimately it's, um, I think it's the personality in the end that comes down to the decisions that they're going to make or the broad sweeping decisions that they're going to make. So I think that's the thing, but I don't disagree enough, as a parent. Yeah, I don't disagree. I will say this as a parent, I can't help but feel responsibility for some of the decisions that my children make. And in some cases, for many of the decisions like my children make, and I'll give you an example. When Maya was three, we were at a um, we were at a blockbuster store renting some. Um, I think they just were yeah, DVDs. They were DVDs, <laughs> so I had to check myself there. Um, not VHS tapes, guys. <clears throat> they were and um, laserdisc. I had I had uh, Maya with me, and I had Quinn, who was a little, little bit older. Quinn was standing with me at the desk while I was paying for him. And all of a sudden I hear everybody in the background just start giggling. I mean, like everybody in line's laughing and the laughter gets louder and louder. 
and I turn around, and there's my daughter, butt-ass naked, standing in front of the candy bars going, I want some candy, shaking her butt. <laughs> I did the same thing a year and a half ago. <laughs> and I can promise you. It's true. I've seen the photos. I felt responsibility for that <laughs> as I'm jumping over the two you know, dividers yelling, no! <laughs> That's... <laughs> And and not to go so, off on another tangent, but why is it as a society we've decided that there's just a point when that's no longer cute? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, you're 43. Sometimes you want some candy, okay? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> so, but um, uh, you know, you know the, yeah. they don't have to use all that mace. <laughs> you know, listen, I would have. Just you could have asked that I put my clothes back on. I'm not sure why we're dealing with all these tasers and handcuffs. It didn't have to get weird. Just be like, you can't have the candy, sir. Put your pants back on. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, other other advice I give my kids are like, you know, don't believe half of what you learn in school, uh, but you still have to learn it. So, um, especially history. Um, you know, don't ever buy a brand new vehicle. Don't pay what people are asking for things. Always get it for cheaper. <laughs> um, you know, uh, learn to work, learn to make your money work for you, not work for your money. Uh, that's about it. You know, that's all the broad sweeping stuff. Other than that, just be a good person. So, you know, and I think, I, I think those are all fair. Yeah. Fair, fair, uh, uh comments. I, I will say that I try to instill, I don't know if it's the hippie in me or not, but I try to instill the fact that two things, there are two opposing forces in my brain. The first one is that your time is your value and money is a representation of that thing. So, uh, if you don't feel like you're getting paid enough, you might not be getting paid enough. Uh, but you need to be the one to change that. Nobody's going to offer you anymore for, for your time. I want to comment. Uh, I want to comment on this real quick, if I can, and keep your train of thought like price okay. market. <clears throat> so we're born. Let's say we have eighty thousand or eighty years to live. That's six hundred and what is that? Six hundred sixty-two thousand hours. Day, yeah. Jesus, hours. we got to do math now. <laughs> Hold on, I'm I'm doing the math. Okay, so let's say it's it's over six hundred thousand hours, close to seven hundred thousand hours. Immediately, a third of that is taken away from you if you're a normal person. Because you got to sleep. 700,000 hours. 700,000 hours. Okay. Yeah. So, um, immediately, did that. immediately a third of that's <laughs> taken away from you. So now you have, you know, 400 and some change. 460. And then you're going to work for 40 years of your life, 50 years of your life, 40 hours a week. And now let's say because it takes, you know, you got to get up and take a shower and make breakfast and drive to work. And then you got to come home from work. So let's say it's a 10 hour day. All right. That's. Just to say that's there. So there's 50 hours a week already gone just to work. Now, over a 40-year period, you just lost another 200,000 hours. So already, before you even take your first steps, you went from 600,000, 700,000 hours down to well under 200,000 hours of life to live that where you're not required to be doing something else. So, and it gets much worse than that. <laughs> So, you know, but by the time it's all said and done and then you make your bed and you lose a few weeks, you lose a month and a half there, just time making bed and then tying your shoes, you lose a month there. And then brushing your teeth, you lose two months of your life there. And, that, and these are not days. These are full freaking please, months. Please spend that time though, brushing your teeth. 
Yeah, please do. <laughs> right. right. You, you need to. If you talk to me and it, it smells like you just ate a shit sandwich, I'm, I'm really going to so, wish that you'd spent that too much. All the things you do, you know, mowing the lawn, doing the laundry, doing all that stuff. You know, I, you were born with 700,000 hours. Before you even take your first steps, you're down to less than 100,000 hours of time that you get to spend with you doing what you want. So those hours that you spend working, which take up a very large number of them, please don't spend them miserable. <clears throat> you know, find something. And maybe life means more to you than a fancy car and a big house and, you know, um, all the bells and whistles that come with a job. And maybe you can figure out a way to live differently. Maybe you can, you know, do a tiny home off the grid, whatever it is. So you get a lot of those hours back and you can do things that you you find our soul fulfilling rather than those other things. Now, that being said, I'm not, I'm not dissing making those other choices. I'm just saying decide what you want to do with your hours and then do that. Don't chase things that, you know, in my case, I don't want to chase things that aren't really that important or have any permanence. So, you know, I'm not, so anyway, Joel. Well, that's, Sorry, that's good advice, though. It well, maybe um, you, you know, and it, it, different folks, different well, strokes. And I'm not judging any, I'm not judging anybody. I don't want anybody to judge me for my choices. I don't want to judge anybody else for their choices. I, we're all here because we like to do crazy things and build cool stuff, and that's what we're here for, and that's really cool. And the hours that we get to spend doing that are very precious to me. I'm just saying, outside of that, for me, no, and that's that's coming from a guy who works. Probably 80 hours a week or more now, if you call it working, I call it playing, but, um, I'm, you know, trying to find, you know, trying to either develop a means of income or resources or whatever, doing the things that I love to do so I can support my family in a way they've grown accustomed to. So, I mean, you know, those are my hours too, that I'm giving up for that. And I could be fishing or, you know, building drill powered robots. Oh, wait. Never mind. Oh yeah. There's that. So. Well, and the thing is, is I think it's important to, um, as part of that advice, uh, is to define or give a framework to define what's important. Because, like, I make my kids do, um, I, I make them volunteer so they can, you know, see people who don't have things and, and how important the things that my kids have, you know, how, how how important those things are to people who don't have them. You know, it's, <clears throat> I think that's very important. But also at the same time, like, if they want things, they have to work for them and they have to understand that some things seem important that aren't, you know, it's like Apple came out with a new phone this year and it's got three cameras and it's glistening glass and just sex, right? It's just, it's just phone sex, but without the calling people and doing weird stuff to yourself type of thing. But I mean, it's just, this thing is just as sexy as any phone can be and it's $1,100, right? But last year's phone, here's the funny part. I'm watching the event where they list off this phone and they go, this is the best phone that's ever been made. Here's the best software. Here's the best this. Here's the best that. 11 months prior, he was on this, he was on the stage telling me the exact same thing about the one they just discounted by 400 bucks. You know, and it's like, <laughs> they were like, wait a minute, hold on. This one you just, this one you just sold me that up until 15 minutes ago was the greatest phone that has ever been made is now the pile of junk that you're willing to get rid of for, you know, a discounted price. And it's like, and, and, you know, that materialism, like trying to explain that to kids, cause they want the newest thing. And this, you know, it's like, 
Yeah, but it's not really the newest thing. They've just built up this this platform around, hey, they want you to feel like it's the newest thing. They want you to, you know, because I have, I, I mean, I have a phone, but it's like four years old because I don't care about that shit. Like, it's just, um, and I'm a toys guy. Like, I got nonsense in my garage. I don't even know what the hell half of it does. Like, I just, you know, I, I buy all kinds of weird shit. I'm waiting for you to like, like do a live view of like you cleaning out your garage and like, you're just grabbing things randomly and they're just <clears> like, I don't know why I bought this. I just, it looked cool. It's, and I have it back now. on the shelf. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, and that's the, uh, you know, but like trying to, trying to make kids like understand, like that is not the thing that's important. Like showing off in front of your friends. And, and I used to tell my daughters this, um, my, my oldest all the time with, with high school, like you, cause you know, I don't know if it's the same for sons. I don't have any, um, but like with, with women, they get emotional sometimes and, and they get more emotional than me, which is the only contrast I can see. You know, I just, so I don't know if boys are the same way or if girls do this, but, and you know, when they're in high school, kids can be dicks. I mean, they just can, right. They say terrible things to each other and, and, and not always outright. Sometimes, you know, just actions are kind of snide and makes people feel bad and, and sort of all that stuff. But it's like, um, I, I explain to my kids, like it, you're in high school and it seems like a big deal because everybody you know is there, right? There is nothing outside of the uh, of high school. But two years from now, you're not going to remember half of these people and none of them are going to matter at all. Like, it's just, you know, it's like trying to give them that perspective. Because I, I think about all the kids that I used to hang out with and talk to when I was in high school. I don't know any of those people. I mean, I got like six friends that I still stay in touch with from back then, right? But they seemed like the only people in the world when I was there. And, you know, now not so much. It's like giving a perspective to them and trying to explain to them what's important. You know, that's that's like a really hard topic for me because, I mean, you know, then at the same time, like I'm going to be telling them what's important to me, not really what's important to them. You know what I mean? So it's like, but trying to give them a perspective on the difference between them, uh, it's that that right there is hard for me to find advice for. Because I, I don't know how to tell them, hey, this thing isn't as cool as you're making it out to be. And it doesn't matter as much as you think it does. You yeah, know what I mean? I like, mean, your world when you're young is is very small. Like it's like when you're, when you're, I, I'm assuming because you're with girls, this probably happened a few times. They get on the outs with the group that they're hanging with or they've done something crazy or not acceptable or somebody else has or, or all of a sudden like they're not going out with their friends or whatever it is, because there's been a rift in that thing. And that's like, I remember at that age, that's, I, I didn't, I don't have the same perspective as I have now, but I, I didn't have any, I didn't have the understanding that, uh, just because those people are friends, they're friends because location, like they're in the same classes. We, we grew up together, whatever it happens to be there on the same street. Um, but they were my world. And so it was very easy to get my feelings hurt if somebody wasn't accepting or something like that. By the time you, the, the biggest thing I got from moving from that to college, uh, and not necessarily, this doesn't have to apply to college, but college is one of those, uh, people give college crap because it's kind of a, it's not like you're not working and you're not making a living and stuff like, but it, I'll tell you what, the, the social side of it is brutal because you're stripped out of one small, close, well-knit, uh, community where you have a place or, or maybe you don't, 
but but you have an environment that has been you know culminated over your entire lifetime and then you're transported and plopped into a pond that's way different than anything else um but by the time i got to that 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 much different pond that bigger pond uh i was like holy crap there are people here that have way different opinions than i do and my group does and you know what that's cool like i'm learning all new things and and all of a sudden marxism isn't so bad you know uh <laughs> you know just the normal college things but uh but yeah no it's 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 one of those things where especially as as a younger kid as a preteen as a teen that it is very hard to impress upon you know what my brother has done the best thing he's a pilot they get certain perks and they're able to fly places and they get to take their kids to like Spain and France and Italy. And they've gone to Zimbabwe and they've helped out doing humanitarian work in Kenya and other places. And, and, uh, and it's like, like their kids are the best, like, like the, they have a full understanding of get over yourself and you're not as important as you think you are. Like they, they have this, they have this fantastic, well-rounded, like their friends are like, yeah, we're going out doing things. And they're like, yeah, that would be awesome. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go to this party and do this. And that'd be cool. And, uh, and Brie, who's my, my, uh, my niece says, yeah, that's awesome. Is there going to be like, like, is this a drugs thing? Is this an alcohol thing? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, ah. I'm okay. Mm. You know, whatever, go on your own. Like where I would have been like, Oh, I don't want to, I just don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want my friends drunk and throwing up and whatever, you know, and, and, but you'd still go because it's your friends, it's your only Avenue, but, but they're in that weird little caveat of having seen the world at such a young age where they're like, wow, this world's a lot bigger than just my own little miniature world. And so they have a, they have a very cool perspective on the ability to, to understand things outside of their own little microcosm. And it's, yeah, it's I had to take I a hero's, I, had, I was just saying, I had to take a hero's dose of mushrooms when I was a young teen to, to get to that point. So I'm, they're, right, right. their experience no, is but probably different. I'll tell travel is one of those things where that's, that would be a fantastic piece of advice. Travel mushrooms is it yes mushrooms too don't don't skip on the mushrooms it's yeah don't excellent skip part on of your mushrooms. please don't they're fantastic by the way uh, if, if you do mushrooms make sure you ask how much you're supposed to take because um i got enough for a weekend but didn't know and had took them all at once and that's why they and they call that a I hero's a, dose i i had a similar <laughs> experience yeah uh, i was like because I, I called the guy the next day and i was like hey i need more of those he's like more of those i was like <laughs> He said, uh, he's, he's like, I said, yeah. He goes, that was for the weekend. I was like, well, I must've missed the instructions in the bag. Um, the, uh, and, and he's like, how he's like, reality is probably a little slippery for you right now. Huh? I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I, I can't hear your purple. You're talking to yellow. Yeah, exactly. You're like, the, uh, wow. No, but it's, it's one of those things where I think, I think I would tell people to travel. I, I'm, I'm leaving to go up to upstate New York to hang out with a bunch of guys this uh, coming week, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. And oh, uh, you're going to just, Jimmy's maker camp. Yeah. Yeah. I decided that at spur of the moment that I'm going to go and, and, and why not? 
I'm in, I'm in the end of our season at the beginning of the new season. Things are running relatively well. John's on break. He's going to be go out, you know, he's going to be camping with his grandparents. And, and so it's, I was like, ah, screw it. And, and decided to go. So, so it's one of those things where I think, I think you need to travel. Like, like, like if I had, if I had done it over again and I, I would say do what you have to do, but, but I, uh, I think, I think you need to see the world bigger than it is, uh, when you're just growing up on a cul-de-sac in, in a neighborhood. And I think that's, I think those things are fine and they're, they're fun and you get a sense of identity. You know, when you grow up in a community like that, you, you bring on that, you know, those traditions, those things. Um, but boy, it's, it's pretty amazing when you get to see people from other countries, when you get to visit other places, when you get to travel. Um, you know, even in the U S it's a big damn country and there's lots to see. I mean, it's way different, uh, from here than it is over there and over there. I can say this, I can say this now because I have already traveled. I'm, I'm pretty okay. Not doing it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. No, I mean, the only states, the only U S states I haven't been in are like Hawaii and Alaska. And I, I don't really, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, every place that I would go would just take me away from my shop and my toys. I don't want to go there. So, yeah. I well, keep going the, to places that have more toys. It's funny because it, that was actually one of the conversations I had, I've had with my daughter in the last probably week or so. She's only been at college for like three weeks, it's like three or four weeks. And it's funny because like her opinions are starting to get, she's getting more grounded in the things that she thinks. And it's, I don't want to say that she's becoming militant with them, but it was just, we had a conversation um, the other day about religion and we kind of see eye to eye on that. So we're not really arguing, but like the way she's talking about it, I was, I was like, you know, honey, like you gotta, you gotta kind of listen to other people when they talk about the stuff. Like, yeah, you have your opinion and you, you know, you want to have, good reasons for why you have your opinion, but you want to be able to like understand people's other people's ideas too. Like whether or not you're going to, you know, listen to them or believe them or mock them or whatever the case may be, but it's like, right. You still want to be able to, you got to be able to argue both sides of a, before you can have a solid opinion, you have to be able to argue for both sides. Like if you don't like, I don't know, name something, right? You've got to know why you don't like it, but you've got to know why you might like it. Like you've got to be able to have that that devil's advocate. You've got to know which side you can fall on. I can argue almost anything both ways, which is, you know, why yeah, would I give you my opinion on something? It's usually, I mean, I've worked through what I think, right? It's like, that doesn't mean that I, my opinions are always right. And I always listen to people who think differently than me. I love it. It's the, you know, because you find interesting conversations there and things that you didn't know. And and it means a lot to go, oh, I never thought of that. Like that, that's a, cause you know what? You probably never thought of that. Like there's just a lot of shit that I haven't, you know, I just well, haven't thought of and that's okay. I, right. I think that's talking about advice we give kids. I think that's one of the things that's really important to me is that the kids learned and it's, it's everything's about the matrix, right? Learning to know yourself is understanding yourself, knowing yourself. And then, being accepting of other people's, you know, belief systems and, and just because they believe differently than you do doesn't make them a bad person or doesn't make them wrong or doesn't make them anything other than the fact that they just believe differently. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's, um, <clears throat> I think that's, that's hugely important. I think that's where our country and our world, in fact, falls short a lot of, a lot of times is because we, we come from all these different religions and, and ethnicities and, you know, we all have our opinions, but, um, it doesn't make their way of life or their belief system better than ours or worse than ours. It's just different. And, you know, there's a lot mm. of really good people all over the world. Well, yeah. social media does that to, I mean, the, the well, issue is, is like we were <laughs> talking about, whole. we were talking about bullies in high school. Um, today when I, my niece had a birthday party today, I was at my sister's and my family was there and, we were talking about, you know, like the way people get bullied and, and sort of how that's evolved since when I was a kid, there was a kid named Sean who was the, he was the neighborhood bully, right? There was one guy and he'd come up and pick on you. And I hit that son of a bitch in the mouth once and I never had to hear from him again. Right. Like that was it. Like it was, but that guy had, you know, he was a, he, uh, all the stereotypes. Father used to kick the shit out of him, like all that stuff. And yeah, he was just, but at some point you were going to run into Sean. Sean was going to pick on you. He might throw you in the bushes. You know, like he was the guy, right? Like that was, um, the difference with the internet now is like, you've got 7 billion people, you know, that are potentially like that, <laughs> that have access to you all of a sudden. Right. So it's like, you just have this onslaught of nonsense. And that's kind of the thing I tell my kids, like, you know, don't spend that much time thinking about that, you know, the stuff online because the internet just, it gives you access to more dicks. You know, figuratively and, uh, well, <laughs> and metaphorically. Know, but funny it's, enough, I've come to the conclusion that that uh, two things that I hate the cancel culture that we have now. The second oh, thing yeah. is, uh, the second thing is, if you have an opinion, it's fine to have an opinion on something. You should, in fact, have opinions on things. You should have certain things you like and dislike, and things that you feel indifferent about. Mm -hmm. There should be things that make you feel funny. There shouldn't be things that make you feel awkward or displaced. Uh, the difference is you don't have to tell anybody. I mean, you slap, don't have to tell anybody. You can internalize all of that. And frankly, I wish you would. I mean, you can tell me everything in this world. Um, but I probably won't care. And, and I think, I think you'll find that I'm not too different from other people. I think that people that take those things and they are offended by them uh there's no i'm fine with that you you can be offended by something i've said you please by all means take that opportunity just feel that offense and then shut up well it, it, just because we disagree doesn't mean you have to go away right yeah because because here's obviously. the thing about people that are of that culture and that mindset when when we disagree I don't say I have to go away. I say you have to go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so no one's ever said, um, well, you know, you like Trump. I hate Trump. So I'm going to go. You know, like it's time for me to my opinions and all my Twitter account and all that stuff need to to go away. You know what I mean? Like that conversation doesn't happen. It's like, I hate Trump. You like Trump. You need to go away. You know, and it's like, why? Like who came up with that rule? Like that's I don't understand that at all. That's. uh so yeah, that, that's ridiculous. If you have a different opinion, I want to hear it. And I want to know how you came to those conclusions. And I want to, cause I, I may not have thought that shit like that's, and that's kind of the thing I try to explain to my daughter is, you know, and she's really kind of, she, she actually, there's a lot of situations where, um, she calls me to the carpet on, you know, sort of 
we'll call it sort of archaic behavior. I'll, I'll say something that, you know, was okay when I was a teenager that like, she kind of gives me this look of like, Oh, what just happened? You know? And I'm like, it's too far. She's like, yeah, it's too much dad. Maybe, maybe, maybe scale that back. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're right. Like that's, you know, you got to be able to say, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, that was, I, that was too far. Like I've had people, um, I was talking to somebody about something in a restaurant once and some guy turned around and he was like, he said something to me about the way I was talking. And this is just some random stranger in a restaurant. And I looked him in the face and, you know, the, the, your initial reaction to that guy is to go, why don't you mind your own goddamn business, buddy, before you get, you know, but I, I was like, I looked at him, I was like, you know what, dude, you're right. Thank you. I appreciate you actually having the courage to say something. And he shook my hand and, you know, offered to buy me a drink. And I was like, wow, that was a really cool interaction. And I was being an asshole. So <laughs> thank you for calling me out on it. And, uh, you know, that's, I want my kids to be able to do that is, you know, come up with an idea fight for the idea, but listen to why somebody might think differently. Like that's a really big deal. You got to be able to, you got to be able to have that. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's just, I mean, unless, unless your opinion is that, you know, the way Bill Cosby's treated women his whole life is acceptable, then we disagree and you should go away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah, you're talking, you're talking extremes. I'm t- let's talk. I mean, Absolutely. We're, talking, we're talking normal law abiding, hard work in, folk hard playing folk what i don't know the difference um you know that's that's you know you can get out there i mean if somebody's you know charlie manson or something i'm not going to agree with him and i'm not going to hang out with him you know but i okay to be fair i i i won't necessarily agree with charlie manson (laughs) i might just for the fun of it like just but you might agree with him on something no, no, no. Well, I might, I might, he might really like blue cheese or something or, or a, yeah. a beer that I like, but, but I mean, like, like I'd probably hang out with him one night, you know, just to, you know, to, if for no other reason, curiosity, but, but the, the dude probably could party. Uh, that's all I'm saying. It's, <laughs> He's it's probably like, not wrong. Like, like you, you have to take, obviously, by the way, this are, is not the first horrible. podcast where you've advocated for, <laughs> for that particular guy. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I like, don't remember like, which one it was before, but it's. I'll find it. <laughs> I just I, like there's certain like Dahmer. I I wouldn't hang out with Dahmer. Like there's nothing we're gonna. We're oh, both from Wisconsin. And I'm fine. Like that's not gonna. But Manson, Manson. I think he like he probably there were people that listened to him and followed his directions. Like you got to meet a guy like that. So he's like, an organizer. Vince. Like <laughs> no, right. No. Exactly. He's 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 not even middle management. Like he's he's up there. You know, and he, like, people actually listened to him and did so. So, Joel, so Joel's against cancel culture, and then he comes in mount r- right afterwards says something that's going to get us canceled. <laughs> right, right, that's true. No, I'm not, I, I don't want to, obviously, but but I'm just saying there are certain people, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have lunch with Hitler or something like that, but there are certain people that you have to, you have to have a certain amount of, like, wow, this person was horrible in such a unique way. I wonder what it's like to have a conversation at a bar with them. You know what I mean? Like there's, you've got to have I think some it's probably going to be one topic that you're not going to want to go into. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I mean, I mean like, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's just one of those. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> Tangent. No, no, go ahead. It's I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm going to absolutely. This is one of those times when I think I disagree and uh, yep. I still want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> 100% disagree. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's also being funny for, you know, a fact, but it is a comedy. Well, show. you know, the, the, the funny thing is I've hung out 
I have hung out with a number of people that were fairly famous. Uh, some of them more than others. And Porn stars don't count. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but still, even even though uh, I I had I worked in a business that that dealt with a lot of music and video uh, in the Atlanta area, and we had uh, a long list of clients that we worked with, um, people that you would know. And some of them were just boring. Like, I mean, they, they were like, I don't think I'd be the person that, that would enjoy hanging out with them at like a cocktail party. Like I'd be like, Oh wow. So you're an actor because you sure you're not a, accountant <laughs> you know like like yeah that's great and and that's fine and and like i barely ever think about that time when i was doing that but but there there are certain people that i would have no problem with uh whether they did amazing things or horrific things like like sharing i'm not saying i'm buying these folks a beverage i'm just saying i'm you know pick their brain a little bit and and see where where they're at i i like humanity i really do and and i know there's some so really why would you hang out horrible. with people that, that, that kill everyone? <laughs> no, that's not true. Manson never killed anybody. Don't give me yeah, that's crazy. Not, let's not be, let's not, Tommy. let's not be unfair to Charles <laughs> Manson. <laughs> don't be, don't be, don't be crazy. No, but I'm saying like, like there's a certain point where, where you've got to be piqued by, by you should be interested in, in the oddities of people. And in, in like, there are so many cookie cutters I have at any given time. I can probably categorize people in about five different groups uh, when I meet them and when I have conversations with them. Every once in a while, they'll step out and they'll Ooh. they'll break those. Ooh, where did you categorize those... me? I was just getting ready to ask the same thing. <laughs> this is <laughs> that they will they will break out and 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 surprise you. Oh, you're things? not skipping over this. This is <laughs> but, <laughs> you're in you're in this line of fire now, Joe. But but there is but there nope, are you're not doing it. Occasionally, <laughs> people that you meet that that are are um that carry with them a a like you just you you would like to hang out with them more than other people and and it doesn't there's not a person that's like that. There's no one hundred percent type. But, but there are certain people in your life where you go out to dinner with them as either as a group or, or you do, you do one-on-one or it's a coworker and you, you hang, like there are things that, that draw you to those people. Um, for me, it's about people that have passion about what they're, <laughs> what they're involved in and, and, and maybe that's not in the right place, but like, I mean, right. I'd probably hang out and have a drink with Manson. I mean, why not? I, I, I mean, he's dead, but why wouldn't you? Did he die? I thought he was. Yeah, he I thought died he like was a, released. He got released and died like ten minutes later. The ultimate okay, irony. Right. Fair enough. So right. okay. Anyway, now so so what classification <laughs> did you give Izzy <laughs> after you met him? Uh, well, Izzy's. You I, might as well answer because I can because I can make my, this podcast go for four more hours and get this answer out of my my opinion of izzy has changed over time and i was oh sure sure wouldn't i mean as i know more i mean i've hung out with you guys for hundreds of hours yeah you know so it's 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 a matter of of knowing you guys for more the first time did i ever tell you that i was scared to talk to you the first time i ever talked to you yeah yeah mark i didn't nudge you into coming up to talk to me 
Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, it was just, it was one of those things where I was like, I was like, oh, that's, is he fucking swamp? I'm, I'm glad, you know? I'm glad I got the opposite because I got a, I got a kiss and a giant yeah, hug did. and a shot of Southern comfort. <laughs> so well, all, pre- all in the same thing. The pretense under what we met and Joel and I met were quite a bit different though. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were in the middle of a public forum when, when I met Joel. We were at a party when I met you. That's oh, I get it. In my place. Yeah, I get it. But so yeah, but so, it, it's, so it's, you still didn't answer the question. What was your initial <laughs> thought of Izzy? Um, I don't think I had. I guess my first thing was re- reluctance. Is he going to be the same kind of person he is in the videos? And the answer is yes. Obviously, um, he he has the same personality. There are plenty of people, even in the YouTube world, that the personalities are way different than they portray on their videos um and that's fine um but i don't think i had i don't think i had an understanding of you i had an image of you and i think that's how a lot of people are especially people that they've met um you know the one-way mirror which is through through videos um the same way that people treat actors or anything else somebody that they i didn't I wasn't, uh, I, I admired you for your ability to do what you do, but it, I didn't, I don't think I had a full opinion of you until He's after we hung out for a while. The, the, the dancing is, is a, just, it's fun to watch. No, no, no. I mean, I'm trying I, to be I'm honest. Teasing. I, I, what's I, a, so what'd you think when you met me? <laughs> cause I'm, cause I'm a lot. Like I was like, I have, you no, are, my opinion you of lot. you is what the hell did lot. I get myself into? <laughs> That's I don't know. So. <laughs> And, and then we'll I, talk about how that's evolved over time. <laughs> so, I, it hasn't changed you, much. So, so I saw you walk in kind of shyly, uh, which by the way, uh, I, the first time I met you, I think was in my shop, right? You came to yeah. the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first, you kind of walked in shyly and kind of stood in a corner. And, um, I think that was the very first time and the very last time that I ever saw you not fully at ease. Uh, because you've, you've now embraced the fact that you're just going to meet people, uh, that you've never met over the internet. And, and that's, I think this is pre that point. Can I, can I, can I inform you as to what that, that, what that is? It's, I have a self-awareness that I am a lot. So like when I enter a spot that belongs to someone else, I, I try to go low key as long as I can. As long as because I'm going to be shot out of a cannon until, until you, you know, you try to remember the 12 steps. Yeah, and then no, you... there's no steps. I just, uh, yeah, anytime <laughs> I enter in a space like that, I always, I, 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 I it's not really shy. It's more like a, a, an intentional reserved feeling. I, I know that exact same thing. I am yeah. six foot four. I am 400 pounds. I, when I walk into a room, <clears throat> every head swivels, you know, it's just, I, it's, I've always had that. And so when I walk in, I, I've got a voice, I've got projection, I've got all the things that make me noticeable, including size. And so I oftentimes sneak into a room, like I'll walk into it, like, like if there's a conference or something, I'll walk into the room, I will put my butt against the door to make sure the door doesn't slam shut, you know, and just kind of like Bleep. closed. Mm-hmm. And then I will immediately walk wait, wait, to like wait. the left. How does the door the do again? It does a <laughs> close and then i will walk like to the right or left of the door along the back wall just to 
to avoid because if I just like trot down the middle of like a conference or something, it's like everybody's like nobody's listening to the nobody See, me, is listening I'm a, to the guy. I'm different because I don't I don't have the stature, but like I'll <laughs> give me a minute and I'm coming. And <laughs> <laughs> it to win it. I don't have it yeah, either, but I'll put a playing card on my wheel. So when I drive down the wheel, click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's funny because that's uh, a lot of people when they first meet me, they're like, yeah, you know, you, you come off so quiet and reserved. And then, then you know, like a half hour later, like, holy shit, <laughs> gave this guy Coke. Like, I don't do Coke, man. Just calm down. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no, by the way, we're, we're in a strict, no stimulant fast for you. Uh-huh. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. You you've got it. You've got I, it all. I, the funny part is, I don't ever take any of that stuff. Like, I don't do Red Bull. I don't take you know any type of uppers. I, I've, I've I've taken Adderall once, and I cleaned like my house and my neighbors all in the same weekend. Like, I'm not like <laughs> you know, I don't take stuff. I'm just I'm ready to go. Like that's just who I am. I don't know why. I would be if you gave me like a Monster Energy, I would be terrified of the person I'd be. 30 minutes after I had that drink. Totally terrified. Right. I know what I'm putting in the Kool-Aid next time. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, Lester, when I was at your shop, Izzy, you wanted, you, you were like, no, at I, one point I, uh, I really expected you to look at me and go, would you just sit the fuck down already? <laughs> so, you want to give me Red Bull? Actually, that close. He, 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 he whispered it to me. He's I'm like, fine with oh, that. Jesus. <laughs> He's like, Mike's, Mike's got to stop for a second. <laughs> nope. Just, you weren't just even for a second. there. Shut your mouth. <laughs> nah. He might have called you. He probably texted you going, hey, <laughs> right. do me a favor. Call Mike and talk to him for 10 minutes. I <laughs> just need him to stop working. <laughs> Dude, did you store any roofies at my house? Just, <laughs> no. I need him to slow down. It's just, hair. it's just, I think. I need a sedative. <laughs> right. We, you have to understand. I spend probably 16 hours a day in my shop, and I, I have a, a kind of a pace that I work at. And Mike is it's not the same pace. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, well, you spend true. 16 hours cuz there's breaks coming. <laughs> I don't take those. Yeah. No, and that's true. I mean, to be you fair, them, well, you call them breaks. I don't necessarily call them breaks. My mind's doing other things. It's not I mean, so. But yeah, I get what well, you're saying. Well, to be fair, I you said, "Hey, we're going to build a workbench and we have a we have a day to do it." And I was like, "All right." So I start you had you'd kind of like a okay. Here's all the things we're going to do, and I was like, all right, well, so we just have to go because there's no way we're finishing this thing otherwise. And I was right, by the way. By the time I had to leave, we'd swept up the last mess when we finished up that bench um, right before I took off. So I wasn't wrong, but yeah, no, I get to, no. Believe me, I am I am very aware of the pain in the ass I am and can be. <laughs> so it's 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 I, one I of my sure best and worst qualities. It- it, at um, least twice a day. We're an hour and 15, yo. Oh, I was just getting ready to uh, start wrapping things up because um, I have uh, I wouldn't have noticed except right for now. my back started to go, hey, you got to move. <laughs> hey, it's time to do things. But uh, all right. The well, plane. hey, listen. Mention Good show tonight. Again. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by, coming to uh, hang out, getting to the comments and all that stuff. Um, Love ya. Let's see. Maybe... Maybe I've said too much.com has uh, become a real hop in place for the maker community. So uh, head on over there. We will be giving, uh, doing a raffle to auction off of Square for some charity here coming up. Uh, the Rolu Special Sex Square. And that's the uh, the name of the raffle. So just so no, you know. No, no, no. It's the plane, not the square. 
square. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but special sex plane doesn't sound as good. So <laughs> that's, uh, I'll have to think of something different. Sorry. But anyway, it's, it's a plane. It's not a square. So I have the squares. Mm, delicious. But, uh, and uh, you can get over there the t shirts. Don't forget to order your 29, 2020, 2019. Which one are we on now? 2019 maker t shirts. So, um, everybody's logo has already been submitted that's going to make the shirt. So, uh, sorry if you didn't get that round, but uh, you can order shirts to wear even if you're not on them. And, uh, they are the cool in the swag store. The cool kids are doing it. And, uh, that's it. Check us out on the social medias at Maybe Podcast, but uh, definitely hit up this stuff, and uh, you know we'll talk here soon. Thanks, everybody. It's been a great night, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>